chapter 10, verse 14. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? That's very important. Verse 15. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Father, we bless you. We honor you. And there's much more in this text that will come out tonight because of what you're doing in the earth at this point in time. Father, nothing is coincidental. Everything's set up for what you want to do right now in this season, in this generation. And the people who are under the sound of my voice are recipients that you have chosen to download the revelation and knowledge of your word so that they will be at the top and not the bottom of what you're doing. So they'll be the head and not the tail. They will be above only and never beneath. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Go ahead and take your seats in the presence of the Lord. We're going to go uh, to the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 in just a minute. Um, when, you're, when you have projects, and I've said this before, taught this years ago, uh, when you're believing that you're going to do better than what you're doing now, live better than what you're living now, accomplish something great in life, especially as a, a born-again believer, someone who is in the kingdom of God, you have to be intentional about finding a voice or a sound that you sit and you're imparted to. What you're doing is you're preparing yourself for the journey that you're on. You're preparing yourself for the platform that you'll be given. You're preparing yourself for victory over whatever it is you will face on your journey. So if you really understand the principles of the Bible and you really understand the journey of a believer, you will always come with a mentality to receive. Never, if you have a faith project, whether it be a sickness that you're believing that you're going to be healed from or a financial issue you're believing for a breakthrough in or a promotion or a raise or some great thing that you're believing God for, never, never come in uh, a setting like this, you know, distracted or, or uh, you know, sitting and trying to analyze the speaker. Because if you're analyzing the speaker, you should have been sure before you tuned in that your faith would grow. These services, everything we do is about growing your faith. Uh, you have to understand a thing, certain things about me. I'm a bishop of the Lord's church, and I'm also an apostle who keeps the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I point to error because error brings weakness in the church. So it's my job in my position, whether it be a bishop or an apostle, is to bring the church back into that place to where it functions according to what is written. 
You understand what I'm saying? And that's powerful. The church should not be weak. If the church is weak, the church has somewhere lost its ability to receive. So it is the job of the office of the apostle and the office of the bishop to set the church back in joint. So every joint gets its supply. So it's impossible for someone who is ranking like myself and others to not say anything when the church is not getting its supply. So we don't say something, the church becomes weaker and more confused. And the more uh, weakness that comes in the church, then you have wolves that will come amongst the flock. All right. Uh, that was all free. So let me walk you through uh, this, this faith thing. Let me just walk you through that. Because I'm sure everybody that's listening to me is believing for something. They're believing for something. I am believing for something. You, the half has not been told. You know, you got, well, there's a pandemic and the, the churches are not full. Doesn't mean my mouth is not full. Doesn't mean people are not listening to me everywhere. It just changed the structure and the dynamics of what you do. So you can never be under the impression because you're sitting in a room with one person. That's your only audience. So you have to change your, your perspective about things because more is listening to you now than then. And there are more who are retaining now than then because they have a different perspective on things. So uh, I want to walk you through uh, the part two the sound that brings faith. Okay, faith comes by hearing. Now, if faith comes by hearing men of God and women of God, then we have to open up our ears in order to gain faith. What God wants to get to the body of Christ is obtained by faith. It's nothing wrong with the doctorate. There's nothing wrong with your masters. Nothing wrong with that. But what God wants to get to you takes more than a certificate on the wall. So you were grading what you were receiving or what you wanted by that. So if you only push your degree up front, you only get the position that the degree required or the position required. Well, God has something higher. Somebody say higher. So if the positions required an associate, you got the associate. So you qualify for that position. Well, God has a higher position than the associate. So what if, what if God has something in mind, but your faith is not geared for what he has in mind and you're settling for what you have in mind? And you will never know that you're settling until you get around somebody that talks like I talk. If my speech makes you comfortable, you're in the wrong room. Nothing that I do is supposed to cause you to settle where you are. Because if you settle, you don't need faith to settle. 
You need faith when you're going to do something with your life. And if you're done, you can exit. But if you know there's much more that God wants to do with your life, you're in the right place. You're listening to the right person. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I want you to listen to this hope portion that I'm going to talk about in just a minute. Because hope is very important. But hope is what we lose before we ever get faith. You can look in a person's eyes and tell when they've lost hope. You will never get them in faith until you get them in hope. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. I can always, when I get around any group of people, especially when I attend funerals where there's a bunch of young people who are walking up, looking in the coffin, and their eyes are hopeless. So they're living lives that are hopeless. What they need to do is they need to hear a certain thing that begins to restore hope in their lives. Hope cannot be restored unless you hear something. It was what you originally heard that diminished your hope. So you got to hear something different to build your hope. If you're on your way to faith. Let me walk you through. Those who are a trusted sound or voice have a history of creating hope. I said a trusted sound or voice, a trusted sound or voice, they have a history causing hope to come for years now 25 years I've talked to people I preached to people that were hopeless who became hopeful I've been in funerals while their dead loved one was sitting at the front of the church and because of my message of hope they started praising God in the midst of grief because hope was there is not and my people can tell you there is not a funeral that we ended up in grief at the end of that funeral because I know my responsibility in the midst of death while they're walking through the valley of death is to restore hope to that family while they're bearing one that they love it is not my job to make them grieve more it's my job to make them feel like they can go on with life. That's hope. Because if they stay at the coffin and they stay at the graveyard, that is hopeless. Because their destiny is not there. Somebody say, not yet. So you have to understand that point is a painful place. But when you have hope, you're going to leave that coffin. You're going to leave that tombstone. And you're going to live out the legacy of whoever it was you just laid to rest. Now, stay with me. Stay with me. Those 
who are a trusted sound or voice have a history of creating hope. I preached before and people had just had a foreclosure and I preached about their future home and they started running around the church in hope. You would think they would be suicidal, but they heard something that brought hope back into their lives. And not only did the hope come back, they kept on believing till they got something better than what they lost. That's what happens. You don't preach their situation. That doesn't bring hope. That destroys hope. You preach beyond that moment. That's faith. The things they can't see. We don't want to rehearse what they're already in because emotionally it takes a lot to get past a traumatizing moment because people lose their hope in those types of moments. So it is the job of the preacher to come preach beyond that moment of whatever that is, whether it be a death, whether it be divorce, whether it be su a suicide happening in the family. You have to preach beyond in order to bring hope so that they will one day have faith again. The reason people doubt God's existence is because they had a hopeless moment. Any person that used to love God, used to serve God, the problem is something happened and it robbed them of their hope. People who don't believe in preachers anymore. What preacher hurt you? And it killed your hope. Now you're trying to have faith. How are you going to have faith if you don't even have hope? Because hope says they done wrong, but I'm still going to believe because everybody's not like that. So when you have hope, you, you don't say every car is, is a piece of trash just because one car broke down on you. You don't say every church is after your money just because your money was taken in one environment. You can't say that every pastor sleeps with women just because one pastor slept had a condition done some crazy stuff you become hopeless when you come like that and you come to church and you never get what you should get because your hope has been broken so when you come to church with that type of mentality the thing that took your hope from you when the word of God is preached you have images in your mind from that hopeless moment and if you still got a hopeless image you will have a hopeless life Definition of hope. Hope is an expectation or belief in the fulfillment of something desired. Hope is an expectation or belief in the fulfillment of something desired. When you no longer believe in the fulfillment, you have lost your hope. I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to go deeper. Because when you don't believe in the fulfillment of what God says, your hope is vanishing away. Now, this is the problem. Many people that we're trying to encourage don't even have a desire anymore. You can't preach them right they don't have a desire to be right. 
you can't preach them happy, they don't have a desire to be happy. So you got to first, you got to have a desire, then you have hope, then you have faith. But if you don't have a desire, people, there's some people you're trying to raise up from sickness. You can't raise them up for, from sickness if they have a desire to die. I was telling my wife about it today. When a person decides to die, it does, he no longer, he or she has no longer have a desire to live. I don't care if you are Benny Hinn, you can't pray them back here. You cannot change where they have made a decision they want to go. They don't, they don't have a desire to be in this earth anymore. And when they lose the desire to be here on earth, I don't care how holy your hands are. You can't turn it around until they get a desire. What I always do, and I'm very strategic in what I do. I'm very strategic in what I do. If I catch a person who has been given a terminal illness by the doctor, my job is to join with them. So that they would have a desire. You're going to miss me if you leave. Which you're going to miss anybody in heaven. But you, you don't, you don't want to leave me. So I teach them how to receive love. Teach them how to want to be here. Teach them about how God still has a plan for you. Don't go. Because if you desire to go, we can't stop you from going. But if I can teach you how to still want to be here, we can work with that. So when you're dealing with your loved ones and your friends, what you have to do is you have to cause them to have a desire again. When they start talking about, I'm tired, that's a warning sign. They're saying to you, I no longer have a desire. Then you start thinking strategically under the power of the Holy Spirit. How can I help their desire? I got to back up what I said. I got to back up what I said. Proverbs 13, verse 12. Proverbs 13, verse 12. Verse 12 says this. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's the first part of it. Hope deferred. If hope is deferred. You ever, any of y'all ever had a deferred permit payment? Because they take the payment and put it on the tail end. If hope is put on the tail end, the heart gets sick. If hope is continuously delayed, the heart starts getting sick. Faith has to do with the heart. The word gets into the heart. If you take a good word and put it in a sick heart, They've been waiting so long. They've been confessing so long. And now things have been delayed so long. You can only delay things so long before the heart gets sick. So when you have a long-term, what we call believers, that's been on, uh, on a deferred payment or uh, on a deferred type of faith, they're, they're now sick and you're preaching a good word. You're preaching a fertile word, but the soul of the heart has become sick. So you're not going to, you're not going to see manifestation. And if you go through year after year after year, never seeing a harvest. 
what farmer is going to continue to go to that ground? So they stop believing in the word that's preached and their expectation of change is no longer there and they become hopeless in the church. And then they start talking languages in private like, that's not for me. Because they no longer have a desire for the word to work in their lives. Second part. Proverbs 13, verse 12. But when the desire comes, when the desire comes, when the desire comes back, put it back up on the screen. When the desire comes back, it is a tree of life. As long as they have lost their desire, you're not going to have a tree of life. I told you about the desire. I no longer desire to worship God. I no longer desire to come to church. I no longer desire that what's happening, especially in the, in the communities of color during this pandemic, the return of them coming to church, they no longer have the desire. They lost hope. And they lost hope because they weren't listening to their preacher. Because I was here the whole pandemic. I was right here every Sunday, every Wednesday. Now I came up with a Tuesday. But when the desire comes, when you get that desire to come back to a sick heart, so now you got to get that sick heart to have a desire again. The sick heart was struggling with a desire. I hear what you're saying, but I have no desire. Read your Bible. I have no desire. Worship. I have no desire. Love people. I have no desire. I love people and they done me wrong. I have no desire to love people anymore. Believe in the church. I have no desire to believe in the church because I believed in the church and I got hurt. So I lost my desire. So I can't get to hope that leads to faith because I don't even have a desire anymore. But when you can turn that desire around, you can get a tree of life. See, we can't keep preaching a gospel that postpones God's breakthrough. We got to have it now because people have become hopeless and now they no longer desire a breakthrough. I was listening the other day and I preached it before. The man who had been at the pool for 38 years and saw everybody else get healed, not get healed. And Jesus had to ask him a question. Do you want to be made whole? Why did he ask him that asked him that question? After 38 years, he had lost his desire to be made whole. After 38 years, he he lost his desire to get married. After 38 years, he lost his desire 
for the promotion. I guess this is my lot in life. This is just how it's going to be. I got to learn how to live with it. This is the best it's going to be. This is just where I am. I don't have enough education. Now you're blaming it on your education. I don't have anybody that believes in me. Now you blame it on that. Believe in yourself. Nobody else believes in me. I believe in me. I do what I do because I believe in me. I am the one. <laughs> I may not be the one in your house, but I'm the one in my house. <laughs> so, so the desire has to return in order for you to have the tree of life. The desire has to return. When the desire returns, then hope is now back in place. Desire. I want it to happen. Hope. I hope this thing happens today. I hope it happens during this service. I hope it happens during this time of worship. You see, you go, now that you got a desire, now you can start hoping. I, I hope I get a breakthrough this time. And you keep coming in. I, I hope I get a breakthrough this time. Maybe something's going to break while he's teaching this time. Maybe something's going to shift this time. Because you're not, you're not hoping. You're not hoping. And people, people have allowed their hope to leave them and their desires to leave them. And now they're not even believing for anything. And they sit with us. And they don't have a desire for anything to happen. But when they start hoping, and people say, you know, don't, you don't need to be hoping. that in, you, know, you, you, you just need to just wait. No, I'm going to keep hoping. I'm going to keep showing up every day, hoping, hoping. I'm not going to be like that man after 38 years. He's sitting there watching everybody else go in once a year, get a healing and think his day was never coming. So Jesus came up on me. You never know when Jesus is going to come stand over you and ask you, do you have a desire? Do you have a desire to be debt free? Do you have a desire to have peace in your home? Do you have a desire? Because if you have a desire, I can help you build your hope. Ezekiel chapter 37. Preachers know where I'm going. There was a mighty people in Ezekiel chapter 37. Mighty people. They didn't know who they were. And they were scattered. The Bible said the bones were scattered. And when I, when I, when I was studying today, Sasha, I'm like, the bones were scattered. And I look at the church with no voice. The church is scattered. With no, somebody has got to rally these pastors together. I just suggest myself. Might well be me. Because the, the body cannot be scattered. We got to be able to trust somebody so that we can do what God called us to do. So there, there has to be a voice that not only congregants can trust, but other senior pastors and bishops and apostles can trust. The reason those guys came to Birmingham and said, you are our leader is because they trust me. They said, you be a voice to us. 
All right, all right. So Ezekiel is told by God to prophesy. I need you to speak. I need you to say something to these scattered blondes. I need you to say something to these scattered black folks. Everybody working on their own thing and ain't got nothing to do with God's thing. That's called scattered. The reason we can't do what God placed us in the earth to do is because we're scattered. But when somebody that makes the right sound and has the right voice, the bones start shaking. Some people, hear me, some of us were raised up like a Dr. Martin Luther King in order to speak so the bones start to shake. They may not be together, but they're shaking. Because if a shaking don't start, the, there won't be as much accomplishment as could be. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I, I'm not coming together. I've been hurt. I have no desire to be a part of a group. I have no desire to be a part of a group. I've been hurt. I lost hope in the groups. I'm going to do my own thing. We wonder why pastors can't come together. They've been hurt. They lost hope. They have now no desire to be in covenant with another pastor. So the bones are scattered. They want to know who's going to be in charge. They said, who's going to be the voice? The voice is the one that caused the other bones to shake. Whoever can't make the bones shake is not the one. God had a way of choosing leadership. So let us take, we're going to take all 12 rods representing all 12 tribes. And what we're going to do, they're cut away from their source. We're going to put them in the Ark of the Covenant and we're going to see which one produces by tomorrow morning. The one that produces is now considered the Levites. These are the ones who will lead. Any of them that doesn't produce cannot be the leader. We need to go back to that method. So whatever's producing will cause others to produce. But if you have a non-productive, it'll cause others to be non-productive. You got to learn how to connect with that that is producing. Because it's contagious. What be on it, be on you. Now, Ezekiel 37. You can read it in its entirety. The Lord keeps telling him every time he wants to take the people to the next phase, he tells him to say something, release a sound. You got to say something. You can't just pray by yourself. You got to say something. Nothing's going to happen if you don't say anything. You got to say something. Hear me, Ezekiel. You got to say something. It gets into verse 11. He's been saying something. They realize there's somebody now. You don't realize who you are until somebody starts saying something over you. Some of y'all didn't realize you were the one till I start telling you you're the one. You think I'm talking about me and I'm talking about you. Say to these bones. Say to these dry bones. Talk to these people. 
all over this nation and all over the world. Tell them they are the one. This ain't just for local. This is not just for refresh. Tell them because they lost hope. They thought they would never be. They thought they would never get a raise. They thought they would always be looked over. Tell them that they are the one. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house. This is verse 11. These bones are the whole house of Israel. This, these are the people of God that scattered. They indeed say our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. And we are out. We ourselves are cut off. Verse 12. Therefore prophesy. Speak to them. Tell them about their future. And say to them. Thus saith the Lord God. Behold, all my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up, out, up, come up from your grave and bring you into the land of Israel. They had lost hope. They felt cut off. They were outside of their land. God says, I got something for you. It's hard to get what I got for you when you lost your hope. And it's even more difficult when you don't even have a desire for it. They have this thing that, you know, most of the poor churches said, I'm, I'm just going to be content. And they taught us being content in the poor church. They were content with no running water. They were content with bathrooms that didn't flush. They were content not even being able to put a roof on the building. They were content, so they, they taught us so that we would be comfortable underneath something that had no higher level productivity. I said, you be content, but I feel something down on the inside of me. I just need somebody to talk to it. Don't tell me to be content in this shack when God's got a mansion on the inside of me. See, all you need it's the right voice that was commanded. I am sure Ezekiel didn't want to talk to dry bones. He didn't realize the potential that was in them until he started obeying God and talking to them. He didn't know he was going to get a response. It takes faith to talk to what's been left behind. You said it takes faith to believe it. No, it takes faith to talk to it. It takes faith to, people, to talk to people who have been abused and taken advantage of, lied to and tricked. It takes faith to, keep, to come with a message like this. It takes faith. It takes just as much faith to preach it as it is for you to receive it. I don't know who has the bigger faith, me or you, but I'm the one that's preaching it and you're the one that's got to believe it. I think I got the bigger faith. I came out here and done what God said. Now the response is up to God. Are you going to respond to what you're hearing? Voices and sounds are important. People have lost desire, lost hope, and struggle to have faith. You say, have faith in God. I don't even have a desire for that anymore. I don't have a desire to be in peace. I don't have a desire. I don't even have a desire for that anymore. You can do without so long. You don't even have a desire. 
I don't even want to be married. I've been single this long. I want to be married. You're blocking out what God wants to send so you can have a partnership to get stuff done that God wants you to get done. God had a plan for you to have a partner so you can take over a nation and you lost your desire for a partner. There is a sound or voice that reconnects people to their source and land place. Notice in the scripture, they were cut off from their source and they were removed from their place. The devil haters love for you to be in a foreign land where you're not joined to your resources. Once I got in my place, where do you want me? Abraham, go to Mount Moriah, sacrifice your only son. When you're in the level of obedience, I'll say, do your son no harm. And said, where is the sacrifice? You passed it on the way. He never would have met Jehovah Jireh if he did not go to Mount Moriah. What place have you missed a provision because you weren't willing to walk out obedience? Somebody said, God's ready to give me something. He wants to show himself as Jehovah Jireh, who is our provider. But Jehovah Jireh is on Mount Moriah. If he was where Abraham was, he would have manifested there. He had to go on a journey. Somebody say a journey. It's called a faith journey. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of y'all just take a couple of steps. Just take a couple of steps. Some of y'all been sitting down so long. You don't know what it is to, to move around and take a step. You need to get on a journey. It's a faith journey. Jesus always told them when they thought they couldn't walk, he told them, rise up and walk. Take up your bed. So they started taking a step. They start reaching in places and moving stuff that they thought they couldn't move. Why? Because God needs you to move out of something. We're not telling you to move across town, but just move out of something that you're familiar with. Because God has something so great for you. It takes you making a move in some direction in order to obtain what he has promised. There is a sound of voice that reconnects people to their source and land. Ezekiel, make a sound because I need to connect some things. Make a sound, I need to put some things together. Make a sound, I need to bring them into their own land, not renting. I need to bring them into what I prepared for them. 
But I need you, Ezekiel. I know you're kind of skeptical, but I need you to say something to them so that they can now connect like they should connect. And they won't connect unless you make an unusual sound to make them feel like that, hey, we can do it now if we never done it before. We can do it now if we've done it and we had a bad experience. We can do it in this place. Why? Because there's a certain sound that says, I'm going to be safe if I do it. I'm going forward if as I do it. I'm going to be blessed if I do it. And I'm going to come into my place. I am not accustomed to my place because generations have been out of place. But I made up my mind since I am connected now. I am going to come into my place. Somebody shout, I'm going to get my land. what my daddy's voice was like what but what I understand why they tried to silence his voice because when he opened up his mouth the people started connecting and that was too much connection for Atlanta and it upset the principalities and powers in Atlanta so I understand the strategy now when you start speaking you better make sure you got some good sons and daughters around you come together yeah God can't cover you until you come together it's when you come together greater opportunity comes into your life this is your finest hour somebody better hear me I'm anointed to say that this is your finest hour but bone have to come to his bone every bone that was scattered had to come in place every time the man of God spoke something happened he didn't just speak one time he was told by God keep on speaking so bones keep joining We're not far, we're not far away. I'm telling you, we're not far away at all. We're not far away at all. We're closer than what you think. I can feel it in my sleep. I, I wake up in, in, in late at night and I can sense we're so close. Every time I pull up on the campus, I feel like we're, we're, we're just about there. I can look around me and see some of the results and say, Lord, it's happening. Everything ain't perfect, but things are happening. We're not covered like we need to be covered, but we're coming together the way we need to come together. And we're not afraid of one another anymore because we know that every joint supplier, we know we're going to get our flow and we're going to give a flow. We understand that and we ain't talking about exchanging money. We just aren't exchanging hope and faith because when you get your faith, I'm going to get my faith. When you are hopeful, I will be hopeful. When you're excited, I shall be excited. 
there is no way I can rejoice with those who are rejoicing without joy in my life. If God bless them, God's going to bless me. Just put me around some people that God is blessing. I'm going to get my breakthrough. I'm going to get my flow. I believe now. If they believe, I can believe. If they have hope, I have hope. If they have a desire, I have a desire. If they have faith, I have faith. They, they should have kept you around a bunch of dry bones. <laughs> now that you hear a sound, <laughs> now that something's starting to shake and ain't nothing shook in a long time. Now that things are beginning to move and nothing's moved for a long time, we don't want God to stop moving because we, we're, we're sitting in the company of a mighty army. The Bible said that they were a mighty army. And we're not talking about this church or that church. We're talking about all of us. There's about to be a great coming together. It's bigger than us. There's about to be a great coming together with worshipers. Well, we had this issue with this worshiper. And we had this issue with that worshiper. But there are some worshipers about to join together with one sound it is about to shake the region and then it's going to shake the nation listen man I didn't know my, I didn't know I was five, four minutes past time uh, listen to this the more the sound of voice is heard hope will mature into faith so the more you come in here, the more you tune in and you hear the sound of the voice, then the hope will come and then the maturity will happen in your faith. You're going to be for, I can believe for anything now. I can believe for anything now. There's no limits on what I can believe for. I can believe for anything. I ain't got to just believe for a house. I'm going to believe for an apartment complex. I can believe for anything. I'm not going to just believe for a house on the block. I'm going to believe for the whole block. I can believe for anything. And when you get people stirred like that, the devil says, no, don't get them all excited. Yeah, get them all excited. Tap into their desires. Say, the Lord can do it. Listen, 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 listen. I know it's been dry for a while. I know it's been dry. I know it's been dry. And I know, I know it seems like nothing can possibly happen now. Because it's been tried so long. Listen to this. The sound of voice has come to put an end to the triedness in your soul. It's, it's, it's been like hell to get people to smile. But not after tonight. I, I believe the sound and the voice has come. That all of a sudden your emotions overflow in the spirit realm. And you wonder how, how can I have these kind of positive emotions? It's because when the voice started speaking, the spirit started flowing. The water is a representation of the spirit. And the spirit of God is moving through this house. And every negative emotion of dryness has to get out of the way. Because there's a flood hitting this house right now. There's a river flowing right now. There's a river flowing in your room. Flowing in your section. Flowing on the floor. Flowing in the balcony. And flowing through the streaming. <laughs> Slap a neighbor on the shoulder. Tell him I got my hope. I got my hope. I got my hope. I got my hope now. I got my hope. Some good can happen for me. Something good is going to happen for me. 
yeah, something good is going to happen for me right now. Yeah, something good is going to happen right now. I'm not waiting until I am the one Sunday morning. I'm going to have something good to happen right now. Something going to change on the inside of me right now. I'm going to get up right now. I'm not waiting to get up. I'm not waiting three more days. Today is my day. This is when I'm going to see results. This is when I'm going to see change. This is when God going to take a hold of my life and show with what he's doing in my life. I dare you to get so excited that you can't put your fire out overnight. It is so. I said something tonight. I said something on me tonight. I feel the power. I feel the glory. If they wanted you to stay dry, they should have kept you somewhere else. Now that you're outside of that desert place, you better get ready for the rivers to flow. The rivers to flow. The rivers to flow. Joy, peace, excitement. Yeah! Somebody say yeah! Over in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.